The ice, the ice cube sound. <laughs> so we are drinking wine with ice right now. I just realized that. That's okay. It's important today, though, because it's basically the first day of summer. Is it r- truly, though? No, no, no. It feels like it, though. Oh, yeah. Ojai just got hot out of yeah, nowhere. Here's, I felt like such a dumbo. Stephanie texted me was like, because we I was coming up here today from Ventura, and she's like, um, it's hot up here, by the way. And little Miss Texas over here was like, oh, I'm excited for it to be hot. I was so annoyed by that comment. And, and then, then yeah. I had to text her that it was hot because this bitch don't know how to dress for yeah, the weather. You, I usually wear flannel. So she was looking out for me. So I get up here and it was hot. It's actually hot. It's actually we hot. We don't want to be outside. It's valley valley style hot. Yeah, it's not cute. Um, So when we went to pick out wine, we had that in mind. And I got really excited at the Vons today. <sighs> I was shopping for my week, and I walked down the cold aisle, where <laughs> where <laughs> the cold alcohol aisle. Because <laughs> Vons is weird; they do like beer. And why were you at Vons and not at Westridge or whatever? So here's the thing. Yeah, why did you go to Vons? You don't normally go to Vons. I hate Vons. I never shop at Vons. Actually, I don't hate Vons. I don't like Ohio Vons, and Melissa now knows why. But, um. It's rough, and I don't feel so like why'd you go there? it's much of a better deal, because I was like, maybe they have better value, and I was going to Ace Hardware to get a new hose. <laughs> don't even. Our, uh, don't, so, yeah. Don't talk about that. So, hose. anyways, I was at Vaughn's, which is really weird, and I walked down the aisle, and I see all these cans, and I get so excited and overwhelmed, because it's all this gorgeous, beautiful marketing everywhere in these little cans, and you can build a six-pack. I'm a sucker for marketing. Oh, it works. I can't, you know, I know I should be past it as, like, a responsible buyer. Nope. But I can't help but be... Do you think that this is a fem, uh, like, a women's issue? <laughs> like, a, a ge- like, a gender issue? Yeah, sorry. For a, marketing? Yeah. Absolutely not. No. You think that a man would pick oh, that up? Oh, do I think this is, mar- do I think this wine is marketed towards women? Yes, I do. I thought you meant women being suckered into marketing. Was I was like, no, men get suckered into yeah, marketing. Yeah, but I think it's worse for women. Also, though, this is just really pretty. I know a lot of men that would be, like, drawn to that. You'll see pictures. Yeah, maybe you, overall women are I'm more sorry cons- that I tried to make this a women's issue. We yeah. can move on. <laughs> Let us know, though. Thank you. Honestly, there. <laughs> Melissa's, like, really scared right now. She's giving me the eyes, like, is this where we're going with the podcast? Um, I do think that women are targeted, like, ten times more than men are. Well, we pay higher prices. That's for sure a thing. Hello. That luxury tax. Um, yeah. So let us know what you think on that. Do you feel more targeted than men? I I know that women are the biggest consumers of products, especially in America. But you let me women, know what you think. I think women buy more wine too. Hey. I'm I might be making that up though. Yeah, that's sexist. Or is that a fact <laughs> that is also perpetuates a I stereotype? Can I can Google it really quick. Please get it going. Um, Anywho, I was in this aisle. They have this thing at Vons where you could build a six pack of canned wine, which I was like so blown away by. And I knew we were doing the episode today. And I saw this brand, St. Chappelle, and was instantly like, holy oh my, shit. Does it remind you of um, the Chappelle show? 
It doesn't, but I do love the name. Am I pronouncing <laughs> it correctly? I've never heard of them, so your guess is You better hide your kids, which is the same, like, the Chappelle Show and Tipsy Topa have the same policy. You better not bring your kids. And if you don't know the reference, I'm done with you. Okay, it's this is the intro. Okay, sorry. Back it up really quick. This is a study from 2014, so super current, guys. We only bring you the most current facts. Women, it's important Women drink more wine than men, but we spend less money on it. Do you think that's because men are trying to impress women? <laughs> no, I just... I'm just being self-centered on the women's issues today. No, we just know... We just like a good deal. We're financially savvy. We're financially savvy. We are bargain shoppers. We're frugal as shit. And we're responsible. Anyways, let's... Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I, we should probably talk like we're on a podcast. Okay. So, can you stop touching that? Oh, God. Okay, so I, anyways, the marketing, I was like, God, this is fucking beautiful. And I'm in the mood for a fucking spritz. There's this red, there's this Shiraz that's made in Santa Barbara that's a sparkling red. And y'all know that I'm a sucker for reds. So it's hard for me to do like a crossover. A spritz is literally like the scariest thing I could ever pick up this and is purchase. What I, yeah, spritz are what I drank when I was 13. Yeah, me too. And well, I, I made my own spritz, but yeah, this is like what I would imagine someone who doesn't like wine would drink. So I was scared to try it. But I'm really impressed. I really love it. I would definitely pick this up again. This would definitely be my go-to wine sometimes. Okay, wait. So <clears> this, <throat> let's back up. So St. Chappelle. Okay. Oh, should we talk they, about the wine? Well, they so you're they have different flavors. Yeah. So I, I find which one well flavors, I mean, I guess that's what you call it. No, that's it's not because it's not like by grape varietal here. It's like Yeah. So this is this the one we're drinking is wild. Huckleberry. Huckleberry. <laughs> and do y'all know what the fuck a huckleberry is? It just makes me think of um Tom Huckle- Sawyer. Yep. Huckle you be my Finch. Huckleberry. <laughs> what? Oh Lord. Um Huckleberry Fitch Finch, isn't that a book? No. I hate my life. Maybe. I, I don't hate know. Myself I don't think and so. Please don't listen to me. But I like it's very berry driven, but we also tried They have a um, okay, so can I run through the flavors that that are available? Yes. Blood orange spritz, which is the one we also tried. And then they have a mountain berry spritz, which sounds bomb. Can they, well, what's a mountain berry? A mountain berry, what, I'm guessing, is like a wild berry. I don't know. You think more like strawberry-ish? No, no, no. I'm thinking more like blackberry. Okay. Raspberry rosé, which everything's trying to get on the rosé thing. And I recently tried a rosé-flavored coffee, and it just tastes like rose, which is not the same thing. So I don't coffee? know. Yeah. That sounds disgusting to me personally. It was just floral. It wasn't bad. Okay. So, wait, can we talk about this for a second, though? Mm Because actually, I I have Svedka vodka in my freezer that's rosé flavored. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, is that wine flavored vodka or is it rose and they put the apostrophe over the E for some reason? No, I think it's supposed to be like rosé flavored vodka. Well, yeah, but they just did this at this place and it tasted like roses. so, uh, anyway, I have a lot of questions on that. If you guys know, please let us know. They have the Huckleberry Spritz, which we've had. And they make a ton of different wine. They actually make wine in Idaho, which I just learned is they Is are, next to Washington. Is next to Washington, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I'm not a geographical uh, smarty. Okay? That's okay. That whole time we were talking about Idaho, I was thinking about Iowa. And I was so confused. And I wanted to use that as an excuse, you guys. But I don't even know where Iowa is. So, therefore... I know it's further right than Idaho. That's for sure. (laughs) Further right. You don't even want to say east. Oh. (laughs) 
Um, you guys, it's obvious that right <laughs> means east. Shut up, Melissa. I know directions. No, that's cute. Okay, so. Okay, you say that something's cute when someone sounds dumb, but anywho, I am dumb. <laughs> so, no, I so, do. It's, it's adorable. So the right. I might start saying that. <laughs> and on- honestly, though, the further right you go, doesn't it get a little right? <laughs> what? With, like, politics? <laughs> Not if you go all the way to New York. No, no, no. But just, just enough. Sure. Then you're in the middle of the country and it's it's awkward. Anywho, gender issues is, in You politics. guys, this is not a political podcast, and we're not taking it there. Anywho, okay, talk about this wine. I know. Talk I about- really love this. Actually, I I would say that the Huckleberry is not overpowered. Sometimes when I get berried flavor things, I'm afraid it's going to taste like cough syrup. And this has this has literally no syrup flavor. The blood orange to me had a little bit of like. Um, an artificial sweetener or like an added sweetener flavor. It definitely was not something I want to drink again. But the Huckleberry does not have that at all to me. It doesn't taste like there's like actual sweetener in it. And sometimes berry stuff can be a little too much. But I like this. I think it's subtle. I think it's nice. It's light. I can't always drink red wine, even though I wish I could. And sometimes I'm not in the mood for champagne. Yeah, I wouldn't consider this red necessarily. But no, it's it not. Yeah, it's like rosé color. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, as a heavy red wine drinker, someone who isn't necessarily comfortable or confident in going and picking up, like, a Pinot Grigio or Riesling from the store because it's, like, a risk, this is really nice. It's sparkling. I will say I was surprised the alcohol percentage on it is 12.5, which is, like, I thought it was going to be lower. What did you think? Because she did say earlier, she's like, well, this must when have you were low saying, alcohol like, content. Thought, when you were saying spritz and stuff, I was thinking, like below 10 percent oh like well yeah because the spritz is typically not sparkling wine it is well, wine it's usually mixed wine with, with like soda water, soda water or sprite or whatever so the fact that this is holding up to 12.5 it's essentially carbonated wine yeah and it's light it is but not so like light. not like champagne car it's like soda carbonated it's more like a minim- mineral water small bubbles yeah it's not like you're gonna get a good burp out of it <laughs> which is important to me <laughs> I don't know. I was just kind of surprised. I thought like it was going to be a little bit less in alcohol. It, I mean, it tastes really light and really easy to drink. This would be like good. Also, can good I good beach wine? I just yeah, I had a brilliant idea. So you know how most people drink like light beer for a hot day. You could literally drink one third less, right? Well, this because because the Coors Light is like what four point five or five percent. You can almost have three Coors Light to the one Huckleberry Spritz. Yeah, because this is the equivalent of. Two glasses of wine, and right it's here. it's only a little more than two this, glasses. Twelve ounces. This is in a big yeah, can. It's twelve ounces. So I would say, let the bros get the Coors Light, and you just have like less drink to drink. I think it's worth it. It made me pretty tipsy. I'm pretty lie. tipsy, and it isn't super cheap though. I think you'd have to find the six. Pack. How much is it for one can? For one can, it was five bucks. But that's two glasses of wine. Yeah. So two fifty, and a then glass. if you think about it, a bottle has four glasses in it, so ten bucks mm-hmm. for a bottle of wine. And yeah, that's not bad. And I could definitely drink that on the You're beach. Paying for that marketing. Oh, it's gorgeous. Does it say on their? Do you have their website handy? I do. Stephanie James, Miss Ma'am. I don't. I doubt they are doing this, but maybe they do. <laughs> oh Lord. Does it say what grape they're making? Like what? Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. Let me pull that up. That's a fuck. Oh, you guys, this is why I keep Melissa around. Uh, only I'm just reason. curious. What I I can't tell no, you very... even in my blind tasting, really, my Melissa? blind tasting expertise. There's cannot... downloads. 
tasting note, tasting note, bottle shot, tasting note, bottle shot label. This is weird. Let me see. Yeah, I'm not doing well. It has a pH of 3.1. Oh. What does TA mean? TA? Mm-hmm. Anywho, I highly suggest this. You can find it at Vaughn's. It's really good. It's made by a female winemaker named Meredith. She was in real estate. In 2006, she read a quote that said, pay attention to what you pay attention to. She quit the real estate industry, moved to Washington, which was like across the block, I guess, now that we know how geography works. <laughs> she just she went to Washington State University. I don't know. You look it up, guys. I don't know the full story. Um, And she went for Venticulture there. And I think it's really cool to think about you pay attention to what you pay attention to because what you pay attention to is your reality, which is really important. What do you mean by that? Can you expound, please? The things that you choose to pay attention to are the things that you notice every day and that you live every day. And it reinforces your idea on reality every single day. Does that make sense? If you yeah. pay attention to all the negative things in your life constantly every day, you will have a negative outlook on life. If you pay attention to all the positive, amazing things around you, then you will have a positive outlook on life. I think it's important to have a balanced outlook, obviously. But I think, too, it means, like, where are you, invest- where are you investing your energy? So, so to her story, she was in real estate and you she was she read that quote pay attention to what you pay attention to and she looked around her life and she noticed that all the books she has were on wine and that all of her email subscriptions were like on about wine and that all of her like a lot of what she was choosing to pay attention to outside of her work had to do with wine and was like oh fuck what am i doing <laughs> yeah that's something that i have mixed i have um cognitive dissonance about Actually, if we're going to get deep here because I'm drunk. <laughs> also, communication majors out there, this, I just got hard. I just got a boner when she said cognitive dissonance. Well, it's just struggle for me because, like. Tell our listeners what that means. It's when, like, I don't know if I can probably accurately describe it. It's when you have two conflicting ideas in your head. Right. Like, but so mm-hmm. what happens then? Then you have dissonance. The dissonance, <laughs> though, is in creating reality away from the truth that you just saw. So you you smoke cigarettes every day and you know that they could kill you. But you just but like, you choose just... not to pay attention to that. So my issue is is like just because you're passionate about something or just because you love something does not mean that you should necessarily pursue a career in it. And that's something we should maybe talk about on a broader scale with some of our guests because these people that we interview every day not but every some day. people I do think it's true. Like if you are super passionate about something and you can make it your life's work, then you should. But what if, like, here's the deal. What if I was obsessed with music and obsessed with singing and obsessed with this, but I was terrible, like, I was terrible at it? Do I, you know what I'm saying? Like, should I pursue it if I'm never going to? Yeah, but that's also another topic for debate. Because if you (laughs) can, honestly, if you had the time and resources to spend, you could become good at singing. I think every single person could. Well, Post Malone has a record deal. (laughs) guys. No, but here's know. the thing, though. I if struggle. you actually took the time to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Work, I just struggle you could probably with this, sing well. I just struggle with this idea sometimes for people. I think it can be unrealistic that we, I think our generation preaches too much, like, just do what you're passionate about. But I think that kind of leads people down a wrong path. Like, you're allowed to separate passion from career. Those can be oh two my different God. things. I've been talking about this with people a lot lately. 
because I'm going through some shit. But I've been talking a lot about like, okay, so I don't love my job. And that's fine with me because it affords me a lifestyle that I fucking love. And it gives me the opportunity to chase these things. It gives me the opportunity to do this fucking podcast I'm doing right now. It gives me the opportunity to garden constantly. It gives me the opportunity to take pottery classes. Like, sure, I don't love my job. I'm not living my passion every fucking day 24-7. But it gives me a paycheck that allows me to do that outside of it. To do the things that bring you and i was sharing recently when we were in vermont i listened to this podcast about workism and uh we've basically all been drilled in the head with the idea that we can find a job that gives us extreme reward live our passion work our dreams do all this thing and it's like so we're chasing something that only 10% of the population actually gets to have, but we still think that each one of us get to have it. So the work isn't behind it is like, how many side hustles does each one of our friends have? So then you're working so constantly much. to make money, like to do what, like, it's insane to think that we each get to go and live our passion. I'm not trying to make you guys depressed, but basically find a job that makes you money unless you can live your passion. But honestly, find a job that makes you money so that you can live a good life. And not that it comes down to money at the end. This is where my cognitive dissonance comes in. Is like you only get one life. You should do what you're passionate about. Of like, course. This is where but I. But that's struggle. the thing too is to sit around and think that a quote unquote dream job exists is hilarious. That's why that's why we're interviewing all these movers and shakers because they've realized that in themselves that I'm not going to go find an employer that's going to make my dreams come true. I have to do it for myself. Melissa's alarm is going off, which is no surprise. And did it ruin our video? Are you sure? <laughs> We're trying to do a time lapse for you. Uh, it definitely did. We were really trying to do a time lapse for you guys. <laughs> Melissa is honestly, can you check what it looks like? She's the most predictable person on the planet Earth. I know every day when her alarm's going to go off, like, I just, she knows it was going to go off during this recording. Did she do anything about it? No. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Okay. She's getting her bottle of wine while she's up. So, anyways, this idea that you can go out and apply to a job, like, in a resume and go have an interview with someone that it's going to be your dream job that's going to change your life and make every day feel worth it is... It's just, it's extremely unrealistic. And I challenge you to find peace in your current situation. I think that's the other thing, too, is we're constantly moving and chasing for the future. Take a second to try. I don't want, wait, sorry. I don't want her to pour this wine in my ice. Add ice in that. I'm going to pour mine on my ice. That's fine. So I just want you to try to find a moment to look at your life as it is. And if you cannot find happiness and peace in that, then you will not find happiness and peace in the next job. You can't keep, you, you can't expect to move forward and be happy if you can't be happy now. That's my, that's my idea on that. I didn't know we were going to be giving out. I didn't. We're not uh, giving out advice. This is my opinion. Yeah. I couldn't agree with it more. And I, it's something I struggle with. No, I do too. I am, I'm the least content person I think I've ever known. We should we should work on that, both of us. Yeah, we should I think because it's a similar struggle we have. We're fucking living it up right now. Okay. Back okay. to Tipsy. So we Back come to here alcohol. to talk to you about wine. <laughs> Back to the purpose We've gone of the through interview. some weird side. So the wine I picked today. Don't laugh. I'm at literally me. just like, were we talking about wine ever? <laughs> 
Yeah, we talked about Huckleberry. Okay. Um, so this is part of the Charles Smith wines. I've actually been a fan of their wines for a hot second. Um, he also makes a wine called uh, Kung Fu uh, <laughs> Kung Fu Girl Riesling, which is like my go-to when I'm like drinking wine at home with Andrew when we make. Um, I like to make the most basic white girl Indian tikka masala. She's obsessed, by the way, and I don't know, I don't know why, but every single time she says tikka masala, I'm like annoyed a little bit. It's like, is that what it's actually called? Yeah, pronouncing it correctly, I'm concerned. It's spelled tikka. It's T I K K A. So, what are the main spices in that dish? Because I'm so confused. Cumin, coriander, paprika, cinnamon. Do you know what coriander is? It's um. Uh, cilantro. Yes. Seeds. Okay. Yes, but I don't think a lot of people know that. Anyways, cilantro I didn't, I didn't, and coriander are I, separate. But <laughs> well, one's the, the seed, same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I it's didn't know that until seed. I still until I started making that. To okay. be honest with you, okay. I didn't know that. Until I didn't a know that until I grew cilantro. Anyways, uh, there's a lot of spices in it. There's gram masala, which I is was like, just trying to figure out the main spice because you know how. Because, like, when we talk about curry or da-da-da-da, like, I've never had masala. Tikka masala? You've had my tikka masala. Remember, I brought you just the sauce. I made it that one time yeah. separate because okay. I cooked, put but the chicken out. cumin. Cumin. Would you say that's big? the most? I or is think it a mix? The, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty even mix. But there's a spice in there called garam masala that I bought from the Indian market. Do you think it's a mix of spices I for do. that? Yeah, I it's, do. It's a mix of And spices. I don't know what's in it. Okay. So, that's that's where my okay so is. back to the fact that you're drinking wine and maybe cooking anyways so masala. so because and i my, the recipe i make i put two jalapenos in mm. and the like it's only supposed to be one jalapeno but i like it with oh. a little bit extra spice so i like drinking the riesling that this producer makes called kung fu girl they have these really fun labels they have a female i can't remember what her name is that designs all their labels they're super fun this is from Washington State, which I think is really ironic because we did not talk before this, and we both picked wines from the that, same valley. Yeah, like essentially are like neighbors geographically. What was it called? Walla Walla. So fun. Yeah. So this is just saying Washington State, but I think most of their production stuff is happening in Walla Walla. So you typically drink the Riesling, and I like, but I've had this before. Who makes this their is, labels. I can't remember her name. Beautiful. It's is. Are they all black and white? Because I really yes. like that. Yeah. The look up that while we're talking, look up the Kung Fu Girl Riesling. Okay, okay, okay. It's a fun label. Um, so they do fun labels. Once again, I'm a sucker for marketing as well. But this one is called Eve. It's their Chardonnay. And um, it it took me a while to kind of get back into the loop of drinking Chardonnay for a while because I wanted to be too cool for Chardonnay for the longest time. Okay. I respect that. And also, I think I'm too cool for Chardonnay, which I'm not because it's fucking delicious. Um, I wanted to be too cool for Chardonnay and I'm coming to, I mean, other than like everybody obviously loves like the super expensive French white burgundies that, that are made from Chardonnay, but I don't know enough about Chardonnay because this to me is not Chardonnay. This is so delicious. This is so easy drinking. Well, this is so I think so people smooth. are used to drinking sometimes like overly overly buttery or oaky which is actually a style that i'm coming to like again i like buttered i don't <laughs> what is this is this steel or is this an oak i am not positive google it because Look at i'm it. not convinced this is overly oaky but i don't know i'm sure they're using some sort of um if i had to guess in the flavor profile neutral barrel i don't think it's stainless steel but correct me if i'm wrong 
when you Google it. It tastes like there's a little bit of oak on there, but it's not your like no, overly typical um, <clears throat> new oak flavor. Um, I also everybody knows by now I'm a sucker for white wines, so sorry guys. <laughs> I'm picking another one. No, it's awesome. I was kind of convinced that I wanted her to do um a red. But I then think it's I'll hot. Do, I'll do it's I'll do a red at some right point. Now. Don't worry, guys. Um but Charles Smith is really badass. So he used to work with a bunch of musicians. Like that was his Ooh. original career. What did he do though? I can't I think he was like a manager or something for a bunch of musicians. I don't know exactly. I'm sorry guys, I didn't do my research quite enough. I just know that he had a different career in music before he got into wine. Um, but he's been named winemaker of the year by like food and wine magazine, wine enthusiast, um, Seattle times or whatever. Cause his wines are based in Washington. She's just making stuff up now. No, there was like three or four different publications that over the cu- past couple of years, I think he started in 2001 or 2003, early 2000s. He started, um, but he's been named like winemaker of the year three or four times by different. There's no oak mentioned in this. So I'm guessing you're right about the neutral. Oak. I would imagine it's neutral. It doesn't taste like stainless steel. But it doesn't taste like new oak either, so I would imagine it's somewhere in the middle. Um, Ooh. What? Sorry. <laughs> I love the pairing suggestion on this website, garlic fries. This oh would be my fucking God. great with garlic fries. I and love now that they I put want that garlic fries. Oh, we're screwed. <laughs> we're totally screwed. We're going to eat cheese later. Thank God. Thank God. Truly. Cheers. Um. Anyways, I think he's a really awesome winemaker. I've had the Riesling. He also makes one called, like, Boom Boom Syrah. I'm totally butchering that. No, he has some really fun names. So, um, and then I is read... Is it called Boom Boom Syrah? Uh, if you're a red see. wine drinker. Yeah. Or is it Boom Boom? Yeah. Okay. Also, I love... he's He seems very whimsical in his naming of his wines. Oh, where'd it go? I'm just looking at the Eve wine, and he says... Uh, we all learned good and evil from Adam and Eve, and I think we all know that this is wickedly good wine, which is cute. Oh, it that, is. That Eve is the good part in this story because I feel like she's always she always gets thrown under <laughs> the bus, guys. You guys, Eve isn't so bad. She's not so bad. Um, anyways, I just think it's a really easy drinking summer this wine. Is great. I think it's very food friendly. It's perfect, like backyard picnic food. Drink sport shipping wine. How much was this wine? Eleven dollars at bonds. Yeah. Eleven dollars and change. Ten cents to be exact. I recall. Eleven dollars and ten cents. Is there tax on wine? Absolutely. Sorry, I don't, that was a stupid well, question. Well, in the state of California, there is. Because I feel like sometimes when you buy alcohol places, it's there's no tax. Well, it's a sales tax. Got it. For you know, it's not like a special. <laughs> but do you know in Texas, there's an actually there's an alcohol there's a sales tax and an alcohol tax. And then in California, you have to pay the fucking uh well maybe not on cans but on glass the five cent fee. What? You guys. <laughs> I don't have time to explain this on. Air Who knew? Because I'm also not under. I'm not confident, but there's a fee because it's recyclable. It's a whole thing. I trust you. It's like five cents, though. Sounds I'll, I'll help pay us it. out, guys. I'll pay it. Anyways, I think this is a perfect summer wine. My mom is also a big... So growing up, my mom drank mostly red wine. And then as I got older, she like switched to uh, champagne and sparkling wine. Mm. And now she's transitioned to Chardonnay. So I kind of... So I st- the first time I had this wine was I was back home a couple years ago. And I was like, Mom, let's go to the store and pick up some wine. And um, because Melissa needs wine. Yeah, I have to have oh, my, my mom fully stocks the fridge. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, let's go pick up some wine. 
and I knew she was drinking Chardonnay. And anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge, huge, huge lover of Washington State in general. I just love that state. So I saw this. I'd heard of Charles Smith. It was a Chardonnay. It's from Washington State. It's reasonably priced because me and Tina know how to throw them back. So obviously, you guys. So we ha- we knew we were gonna get multiple bottles. <laughs> so that's how I would discovered this wine. So and we've had it a couple of times since then. This is probably my fifth or sixth time having this wine. I re- I honestly I feel like an idiot. I didn't know it was Chardonnay until you just said it on air. You didn't know what I was buying. No, I. I knew you were picking up a white wine. I was like, Melissa, know what she's doing? Because every time she's giving me a white wine, I've really liked it. And I think also maybe you're picking white wines that you know I like. I don't know. It's weird. No, I'm picking wines that I will like. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I had no idea it was a Chardonnay. And I guarantee you if I knew it was Chardonnay going into it, I would have been, my nose would have been up a little bit about it. Yeah, everybody. And I didn't know that. And I really like this wine. And I, I try really hard not to like white wine, you guys. Melissa knows this. I it's an honest effort that I'm like I don't like. I want to not like white wine, but Melissa's really fucked me over. I still have zero confidence in going and getting white wine, other than the white wines we've covered on Tipsy Topa or that Melissa has like pointed out. Or I I know some French regions that I can like get white wine from, and I feel okay. Well, but especially if you live <clears> in the Ohio Valley, you better not be drinking red these next couple months. Hello, it's too hot. Too it's hot. Too hot. And if you're going to Ventura. And you're gonna have some go drinks, to the beach. and you're Ugh. gonna get this fucking wild huckleberry spritz. It's and such a good beach life. wine. It's so good. No glass, which is important at the beach, I think, too. Yeah, it's amazing. Easy breezy. I Beautiful. love it. And yeah, because I'm a huge Coors Light girl. <laughs> I know that's so lame, but I would rather drink this because you drink less. It's honestly lighter to me. Has a little fruit to it, like. I'm on board. I'm so on board. Okay. I'm I think sig- we've I'm done it. significantly intoxicated. Yeah, I'm really... We have to go to an event. We... Oh, wow. <laughs> we have to go to an event. I can't even... <laughs> a- event? Event. We're going to go into an air event now. Guys. Yeah, you guys, we're going into an event, and I hope you... Just pray for us. No, we're going to an event. Actually, I think we should shout them out. We should shout out Tipple and Ramble. For oh, sure. for sure. Soon? Sune? Sune. Sune. Also, that's a sexy name. Sune. Anyway, yeah, Sune is a fucking badass. She owns Tipple and Ramble in Ojai, which is this amazing wine bar. It's it's probably easily my very favorite place in Ojai besides Bart's Books. But you can't drink at Bart's Books, so it's like lower on the totem pole. You can't drink openly at Bart's Books. Right. You can drink <laughs> there if you try hard enough. But um, yeah, Tipple and Ramble is this fucking gorgeous space. They bring in some fucking great wine, in my opinion. They have an amazing wine selection. It's amazing. very, it's not very big, but it's all, it's all heavy hitters, reasonably priced. The best She's cheese. very adventurous and very thoughtful, which I appreciate so much. Her style sense. Yeah, she's on point. Unreal. So we're a part of this women's entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. <laughs> we always start Do with it. that word. Do it. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> If you say it with confidence, it doesn't sound weird. It sounds correct. I don't even know if that was correct. We're part of this women's group, which is hilarious because you guys, we are not making any money. (laughs) Like, are we entrepreneurs or are we like failed ones because we're not making any money at all? We're living our best life. We love entrepreneurs so much that this group said, come hang out with us. And it's this badass group of women. And I think it's important 
Shout out to Jillian who's putting this together. It's the Ventura Creative Collective. We have an opportunity to be around women and the biggest lessons we've learned that like I keep telling other women and other people in business, but I think is the coolest fucking thing is that there's a space for all of us and the market here, at least in this area, is not oversaturated and we're stronger together than we are separate. Oh, I just, and Ventura is very supportive. Yeah. You guys are amazing. I we're love so you appreciative. Guys. Yeah, I feel like it's fair to do another like shout out round because our listeners are so amazing. I just posted today that we've reached three months of being a podcast and Melissa and I crazy business insane when Melissa and I set out to do this we were like hoping for like 10 people to listen I remember being like I just want 10 at least when we knew we knew our parents Uh, (laughs) my parents don't listen I can't even rely on them my boyfriend doesn't listen either and I don't blame him he hears me talk enough um but honestly it's unfucking real Melissa you probably have some people um jackie barden has been amazing jackie. she's such a supporter love you i think too there's people that like i don't even we don't know i've you never guys. even met um anna from um vanna hammocks oh, has been amazing uh, anna, she's anna, been come on girl she's been helping us out some a lot of our recently. guests too are just amazing like ali chanel and tara and like you guys just support so us sweet. endlessly and Madison Leroy, hello, one of my best friends from high school, and Kelsey's still just like nonstop. Hannah Hathaway, Holly, Barbara Jones, who just opened her own business, Barbara by the way, has been Barbara, legit. Barbara, <laughs> won't you take my hand? Anyway, it's an old song. Melissa doesn't know, and she's embarrassed with my singing voice. But Barbara just opened Golden Dawn glass and she's she's doing so many cool things it's fucking outrageous she's cutting glass can i just tell you it's upsetting to me because it's something do you have she's so hot and she's like you guys she's like five of fucking 11 and perfect with beautiful hair and she's also the nicest sweetest person and she's talented super smart and Super. super smart she's going to college for gis and urban planning anywho she's just a knockout like 10 out of 10 every i'd date her oh i'd I'd wife her I'd wipe that that shit up, Justin. (laughs) Justin. Justin. Honestly, Justin, what are you doing? No, he's going to wipe that up. Um, No, she's perfect. She's just a really good friend. And she also actually, she like genuinely is like obsessed with us, which is hilarious. Thank you. I don't know why anybody (laughs) would be obsessed with us, but I'll Um, take it. Haley Cox. I could go on and it's like I feel We're like just very I feel bad because I know we miss people when I know, we do but that's this. What, that's what happens when you drink too much. <laughs> We're drunk. I love you guys. <laughs> We're just very, very, very appreciative of our listeners this is more love and support than we could have ever imagined and we're gonna keep putting out content that we think you guys will love and we're gonna keep being ourselves and and not apologizing for it oh my god and please for the love of god continue sending us photos of you listening like Oh, it, I literally like almost cry. I'm not even kidding. When I give you guys the cry face on the DMs, it's real. It's the cry face is real. <laughs> it's real. Um, don't call me pretty. It's really cool. Uh, Natasha is really amazing. We have some fucking OG fans. Also, we've guys, never I'm, met. I'm a super upset because Stephanie goes out in public and gets recognized. And oh, I, yeah. ha- and I have oh, all the girls at Flora Gardens. Literally, it's hilarious. I go to the garden store. It's the only place I go. And twice separately, without them each knowing, I've been noticed. Nobody's recognized me I feel me really famous. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa doesn't leave her house, so you couldn't have noticed her yet. Yeah, sorry, guys. Okay, and we're rambling like yeah, a mother. we got to wrap it up. We've lost everybody, so we could just probably talk for a few more minutes if we wanted to. 
Yeah, let's. I need to. I need to sober up before this event. <laughs> no, I want to go drunk. Okay. Uh, we love you guys. Subscribe so and like. Much. Just kidding. <laughs> Isn't that what YouTubers say? Yeah. Subscribe and like and send and post and like first and like for like. Just kidding. I hate myself. Love um, you. Love you guys. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.